0: Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. This is Unshackled Liberty. I'm Q, the abolitionist, and I'm Crypto Gumbo, and we have Scott Grayson on with us today, and he's a lawyer and he's really smart, and we're going to talk about communication. A, what you know, a lexicon of words that man has! Dude, that, guy, that guy's brilliant. So we're we're gonna we're gonna talk to him. Actually, you guys know we already talked to him. We're doing the we're doing the intro after the after the uh, the conversation. And it's because it's, Q is dyslexic, I'm a little bit. Dyslexic. But uh the uh I did I did wear my I wore my shirt today though. Did you see that? I got my clothes on. Yeah, yep. well it's yeah, okay. yeah yep. So um, but uh so we we had we had Scott Grayson on. We talked about communication, we talked about barriers to communication, we talked about uh you know biases and cognitive dissonance and the things that get in the way of 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 discourse within our society, within our culture. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of the division that we have, some of it based on this. Uh, coronavirus pandemic or plandemic or whatever you want to call it um and uh i think it was a really good conversation the principles we talked about though we applied them to the coronavirus thing they 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 actually work across multiple issues and just communication in general so i think we'll we'll um i think hopefully you guys will like this episode what do you think about it gumbo
1: well uh for those listening i was like
0: he was late he was so
1: late Go ahead. i apologize but anyway the short time i was a part of uh being a co-host on this unchecked with liberty podcast (laughs) i uh i mean you get the uh general notion that uh scott's just a kind person and he's coming from a kind place and he's trying to think about it and make the proper decisions and he'll explain it a lot better than than little old me but yeah you you get that feeling from him listening to him talking to him he's genuine guy and he's coming from a good place and that means a whole lot given the state of things
0: yeah so before we get into that episode i think we need to we need to go back to q-tips
1: oh yeah what Sure. do you think let's do it
0: so q-tips right so last episode we started a new segment when we're going to continue it on today so q-tips is one of those things where um, if you guys have a question about life maybe even a question about my life a question about something it can be philosophical it can be humorous it doesn't matter to me uh send me an email or you can hit me up on twitter and uh, we have one in from uh from gfy garden center <sighs> <laughs> and you can you can uh you can you know find this guy on twitter as well uh a good dude really like him he's at gfy garden center i don't know what the gfy stands for but it doesn't it doesn't matter um i don't know his question for me is how do you get your brass balls so shiny And well, so if you're going to polish metal, uh, you, you first, you have to find, you have to polish it with something that is, that is uh, harder and coarser than the metal you're trying to polish, right? So brass is kind of soft. So you can start out with file. You want to file the balls uh, with a file and you get all of the lumps off and make sure they're smooth. And then you can use sandpaper because you can get like this, uh, this, this good sandpaper that's designed Uh, for brass. Oh, yeah, that's right. The grit is specifically. So you start with. with Or if you're smart, you just use brasso. Well, so you get there, right? So eventually, oh, okay. You have to get, but you have to get to a point where. So you start with your balls, um, and you use a coarse, like 80 grit sandpaper, right? And, you know, you get all the, you, you get all the impure imperfections out of them. And then you move up to like 120 grit and then a 220 grit and oh, you keep going and going and going to this. Yeah. Well then you, eventually you got like, like a, like a 4,000 grit, you know, Emery cloth that your balls are really shiny when you're done with that. And at that point, then you get the Brasso out and you polish your balls with Brasso. Um, but I think one of the things we need to talk about is why it's so good to have brass balls. Like, so you can show them so you can show them off. Yeah. Because especially when they're shiny, when they're shiny. Yeah. You have to show them. And then when somebody asks you something and they don't think you have the balls to do it, you just put them on the table (laughs) and you show off your brass balls and you do it anyway. And even if they haven't
1: just shine them and they have a little blemish on them, that's okay.
0: Because you still have brass balls. Well, you you still got brass balls. (laughs) It's always nice to have brass balls. So GFY Garden Center. I hope that answers your question. (laughs) What do you think about that? That's good. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. Without, (laughs) Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's Scott Grayson. Hey, everybody. We're joined with uh, with Scott Grayson today. Scott, who are you and why are we talking today? We're going to be talking <laughs> about some some different ideas about how communication, uh, some of our biases get in the way of, of, of our ability to communicate. And I think it's timely if you consider, well, it's been timely probably for the last 10 years, maybe even a little bit more. Um, and, and, and a lot of this stuff seems to be coming to a head. And now here we are at the precipice of, well, I don't know if it's a precipice. That's probably kind of a a weird word, but like here we are at a point where it seems like we've never seen more division in our culture um, than right now. And uh, you know, at least for me anyway. And, and I think a lot of that is because people aren't listening to each other and we're just not talking We're talking, everyone's talking, but nobody's listening. So um, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, right? Is that, is that kind of the direction we're going to go with this?
2: Yeah. And I think precipice is a great term. Uh, okay. I don't know any other way we could really define it. Yeah. And, and you're right. It seems like everyone's talking, but they're all talking past each other. and No one's yeah. listening to each other. And the quality of our discourse has just gone down the tubes. Yeah. And it's it's very disheartening. And I don't know. If it's a result of social media or just information overload from the Internet in general, or if it's just been a shift in the messaging from the politicians and mm. uh, corporations and the mainstream media, I, I don't know what it is, but it certainly seems like people aren't aren't talking to each other anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I hear it. So, hey, before we get too deep into this, why don't you introduce yourself, what's your uh, what's what's your background? Who are you? Where can we find you and all that stuff? We'll give you a chance to plug at the end, too.
2: Okay. Yeah. So my name's Scott Grayson and I'm an attorney in Colorado. And I also run a a blog called Strength and Reason. And I have my own podcast uh, where my co-host and I, um, we talk about trying to uh, use critical thinking to look at what's going on in the world. And our goal really is to help people become more clear-minded or clear thinking about what they're seeing going on around them, help them to understand what questions they need to ask in ways that maybe they're missing important uh, nuances in the conversations. Yeah, And uh, that podcast is called Mentally Unscripted. That's cool. And we've like been doing that. that for a little less than a year now, but it's, it's starting to take off. Um, so we're pretty happy about it. And so, yeah, when you guys reached out to me, I was really happy to come on here because um, I love talking about uh, mental models and cognitive biases and logical fallacies. I, I have no idea where I picked that up from, but somewhere along the line, I started well, following this stuff.
0: So you're a lawyer. So is that kind of part of, part of? do you do a lot of courtroom type arguing cases and things like that? Do you find yourself doing that more or not? I do not. I do everything okay. I can to stay out of a courtroom. Yeah, I imagine. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I remember when I told my mom I was going to go to law school, the first thing she told me is that judges will put you in jail if you tell them they're stupid. So don't do that. So um, I'm not the type that does well with authority. And so having a judge up there telling me <laughs> what to do
0: probably wouldn't end well for me. Bro, same. Like, I, I, I'm i there with you, man. Right. I, I have a real hard time with authority, too, and would probably struggle myself. Um, what is confirmation bias? What do we... So I just, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a dummy. Right. Um, and I think, I think uh, maybe, they're, you know, I love my, love my listeners, but you know, some of them are dumb too. So. <laughs> sure.
2: So confirmation bias is just, it's simply our tendency to seek out information in a way that confirms our pre-existing beliefs. Right. And so if uh, you believe that, Fords are the greatest cars in the world and you're out looking for a new truck, you're going to tend to believe that the Ford F one fifty is the be all to end all and that's the truck you have to get. Yeah. And even if you go out and you do research, you're going to focus on the research that says the F-150 is the best truck and you're gonna and and you're gonna just discount or ignore any research that says otherwise. And then vice versa, anything that says that Chevy trucks or Dodge trucks or Toyotas are garbage, right? You're gonna latch onto that. And you're going to ignore anything that says that those are the best trucks. And you're going
0: to make all those jokes and everything else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, yeah. So that's, I think that's kind of a, I think we see that. I think, how do we get around confirmation bias? How do, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I, I try to pride myself on being kind of inwardly critical, uh, maintaining a questioning attitude about everything I know. Um, there's only a few things that I, that I don't question, maybe to a fault. Like I've told, I told you during, uh, before we started recording that I'm a Christianist and, and, and mm-hmm. so is crypto gumbo, the, the uh, the co-host of the show, if he ever decides he wants to show up, I don't know where he is or what he's doing, but, uh, I, he's yeah. giving me a complex if he's not going to show yeah, up, dude, I don't know. But, uh, so, um, and so there's, there's a couple of things that I won't question just on just on principle and that's like you know the divinity the divinity of, of of the creator my god right and and his son jesus christ and that's just kind of a personal thing those things i don't question but just about everything else is up is up for that right mm-hmm. uh, which is which is where i how i landed myself into uh this this uh, voluntarist um libertarian anarchist kind of world view right because right. i just questioned everything and and um how do we so how do we get people past their, their, those, those, those confirmation biases? How can we do that? Well, the first thing is,
2: is understand that it's okay to do like what you said, like to have certain heuristics or default settings that you go to, because we can't, we don't have enough time and bandwidth to question everything. So at some point we have to start, taking things on a little faith, whether it's something that we hear a, a trusted news source telling us or a trusted friend, advisor, something like that. So first off, it can, it, it can be very overwhelming. So understand that you just, you have to, you have to figure out what your heuristics are, and then you have to figure out what is important enough for you to uh, be able to accept without much questioning and then what you would need to go further into further detail on. And once you define that, then you can start to shape your life in a way that um, allows you to focus on those high stakes issues Hmm. and put the energy into those and not waste your time on other things. So if you're trying to figure out, you know, what color socks to put on or something, right? You don't want to waste a lot of time with that because it's not a very high stakes decision, right? You know, you just feel like me. You just grab whatever's on the top of the pile and (laughs) throw them on. Sometimes they're not, they don't even match. Um, But if you're talking about, you know, whether you want to get the COVID vaccine Or, um, you know, a high ticket purchase, like we were talking about buying a new truck, that's a time when you want to start to try to recognize that you've got the confirmation bias, and then start trying to to dig through it and get through it. And what you brought up is really good is just learn to question things and get comfortable with the idea that the
0: answers that you get may not be the answers you're expecting. And, and that's how we grow. And, and you, you mentioned energy earlier, right? Like you just mentioned it. And I think that that's, it takes a lot of energy, uh, mental energy necessarily, but not, not maybe not physical energy, but it takes a lot of mental and maybe even emotional energy, um, to just be willing to be wrong. You know, having, having your, having your belief structure, um, the foundation is just shattered, right? Like, Uh, you know, and, and when you have, and I think probably it's harder later on, uh, the, the older you get, uh, the harder it is to, to be willing to have that breakdown. Right. Exactly. Um, And, you know, I think probably because you have so much, so much invested at this, you know, the older you get, the more time and the more energy you have invested in seeing the world and, and believing the things that you currently believe. And then, uh, to, to be so critical or so questioning later on in life and be willing to shatter. That's like, you know, that can be 50, 60, 70 years worth of belief system that, that is, that is destroyed. And now you got to figure out what, 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 what does that mean now? You know, (laughs) exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's this, this concept of cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. and that's when you try to hold two, um, incongruent beliefs or two conflicting beliefs at the same time. And we humans, we don't like that, right? We try to stay away from that. So if you've, yeah, if you've grown up with a particular belief, and then all of a sudden you see evidence that disconfirms that belief, you're in that state of cognitive dissonance and your, your brain's going to want to get you out of that as quickly as possible. And so what uh, oftentimes what will do is we'll just discount that disconfirming evidence. We'll, we'll justify it away. In somehow, in some some way,
0: yeah, we'll just and, ignore it or dis- discard it, or some you know find some flaw that some inconsistency in it, no matter how minute, and then we'll just set it like on its head based on that, right? So
2: exactly, and yeah. you know, and it could be a you know a, a pretty well thought out and somewhat logical justification, mm-hmm. um, or it can just be something quick like um you know you could just say well the person who said that's a that's a conspiracy theory i don't have
0: to waste my time with that um and that's so- been my favorite lately uh, you know <laughs> the whole cause it's like cuz i tell you and and i've said it on this show a couple of times is if 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 you look around where you're at now in the world anywhere in the world right um any town usa anywhere any mm-hmm. continent right and you look around and you don't think that there's some kind of conspiracy out there you're just you're just not paying attention you know what I mean right (laughs) yeah it is you know so somebody says you know oh that's a conspiracy theory I was like well I mean are you are you saying there's not a conspiracy you know like you're the oddball now (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) right exactly yeah
2: yeah and unfortunately that's it's become a pejorative that a lot of people use to just shut down conversation yeah um you know um if you believe that masks don't work and someone is trying to convince you that they do uh, in order to short circuit the conversation and, and not have to bring up evidence and have a logical conversation. They'll just say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. And that will end the, end the conversation right there. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons why our discourse has gotten so bad is that we don't want to take the time to, to listen to each other.
0: I think, I think it's, it's worth noting too. It's not always just, just, uh, um, ideas or concepts or, or, um, you know, principles even, right? Like the, the, you know, the, the people get defensive of sometimes they're defensive of their team. And I'm not talking about like the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm talking about (laughs) like, you know, like team blue or team red, right? Like the Democrats or the Republicans. And, and if you, if you think about some of the things where these both major parties, both you know, and we can talk politics all day long, I guess, but like, you know, you have these, these political parties that, that have largely flip-flopped multiple times in the course of the last eight years or, or, you know, uh, or more actually, I mean, if you go further back in history, but I mean, I'm just thinking re- recent history, like right now, like what we're, what we've been dealing with over the course of the last decade. Um, these guys have changed their positions on things. And then the masses will just flip with them, you know, because they, they're, you know, I've been a Democrat my whole life. My grandfather was a Democrat my parents are Democrats and, and, and this is, this is, these people are right, you know? And then, so they maintain that bias towards you, even though they've completely flipped the script. And then the same thing on the other side of the aisle too, right? The Republicans are just as bad. And in some cases worse, right? And, you know, I'm not trying to like, like pick a side, because frankly, I just, I can't anymore. But, but, uh, you know, um, I, I think sometimes these biases aren't even towards ideas. They're just towards like your tribe, your, what, who you, your identification who you identify with and what you most closely align yourself with as far as what team, what do you think about that? Is that, is that accurate? Or am I just, I don't know.
2: No, that's 100% on point is that we start to, we start to form opinions just based on the team that we align with. We Mm -hmm. don't think uh, we don't look, we don't try to reason anything through. We just say that our team says this, so that's the opinion I'm going with. Yeah. I, there's a gentleman that we had on our podcast a few weeks ago. His name's Myron Weber. Okay. And he's, um, he's a in the critical thinking area too. He does a podcast called, um, mental supermodels. Uh, it's pretty good guys. Anybody who's interested in that should go check it out, but he was on our podcast and he was talking about one way that he tries to avoid this overload or th- this idea of, um, You know, just adopting opinions because it's based, adopting opinions based off tribal membership Hmm. is, um, he calls it other people's algorithms or OPA. So he tries to extricate himself from other people thinking for him or making decisions for him. So whether it's that if he's looking for something, some current news about some current event that's going on, he'll avoid going to Google for it because he doesn't want to get caught up into Google's algorithm. Likewise, when he's getting information from other people, he tries to understand the algorithms that they're using to process and filter their information. So what he does is he tries to keep everything as neutral as possible. And of course, you know, that's impossible.
0: Yeah, how do but, you do
2: that? <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's impossible Yeah, because everybody's got their biases. But I think as long as you're aware of it, and you're aware that the bias, that excuse me, that the biases are filtering that information, then you can compensate for it. So, if I'm talking to um, my mother, who is a not not a Trump fan, and she is saying something negative about Trump, I can tell my I can ask myself, well, you know, this could be some hyperbole. Uh, she could be overreacting a little bit in in response to this news. So maybe I should hold off on passing judgment until I go get more information.
0: Mm. Okay. Interesting. So I kind of blanked just now. Um <laughs> no problem. No, that's good. So so what are some I don't know, man. So like is there a reason why confirmation bias would be would be would be good? You know? Yeah yeah
2: so one is that it saves us energy like we were talking before is that it it takes energy to go out and seek out disconfirming information so confirmation bias um it 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 helps preserve resources so if you look at it from an evolutionary standpoint um you know back in the day when we had to make quick decisions or else we'd end up you know dinner for some predator out on the savannah or something um we would have to we had to spend a lot of time or we couldn't spend a lot of time trying to reason through everything. Yeah. So we would have to just quickly make decisions on the go. And, you know, when you're spending all your time out hunting and whatnot, right. You you can't spend a lot of time into uh, these cognitive exercises of trying to cut through your biases, right. You're just focused on surviving.
0: And that's why Um, we'd be, and then probably why we're so tribal. Right. I mean, that's why, you know, when, when we're talking about, you know, you, you said your mother doesn't like Trump. You know, and that that's a very trouble. Maybe I mean, I don't like Trump. I don't consider myself tribal, but like, <laughs> but, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, why we why we tend to you know group ourselves with 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 a specific identity because that saves us that saves us the energy and and if you go back into like our tribal past. Um, it's probably a, a very good thing to have a tribe and to have a tribe that, that you aligned yourself with, even if you weren't quite sure if everything that we were doing as a tribe is right. And sure that maybe some of it is probably wrong, but this is my tribe. And if I don't align myself with this tribe, they're going to throw me out. <laughs> you know exactly. what, right. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So as humans, you know, we want to be right. we like yeah. to know that we're right. So, um, so confirmation bias, it, it protects our ego. By making us feel like that the the opinions that we hold are correct and then you know we also seek out consensus as well we like to know that everyone else thinks the same way we do or that we're thinking the same as everyone else um and so that goes into the tribal the the tribal aspect of it a lot um you know if if we're part of a tribe we want to make sure that we're all on the same page so i want to start adopting the opinions that you have you'll start adopting opinions that i have and we'll eventually come up with our tribal philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then that philosophy will get applied to everything else that happens around us, whether it's good or bad. Um, just because it, like I said, it, it, it maintains that consistency and it makes us feel like we're right. Yeah. So why is confirmation bias bad? Well, first off, it, it reinforces our preconceived notions.
0: I guess and, I should say. I guess let me rephrase that question. I guess it's more like, um, is is confirmation bias? Can it also? So we talked about how it's good or how it could be considered good. How how can it be considered bad? You know. Yeah. Um, hey, look, there's Crypto yeah. Gumbo. Hey,
1: <laughs> I'm interrupting, and I was late, and my kid just got put to sleep, and we're like clearing the woods in the back of my house, and it's been a crazy time in my life. I apologize. Many mahalas, my brother. I'm sorry. I did not mean to be late.
0: I need you to do some push-ups right now.
1: (laughs) Uh, If you really want me to, I will.
0: No, you're good. Let me get on my face, maggot. I do do want you to put your clothes on, though. Oh, you're asking a lot there. (laughs) right so scott this is crypto gumbo crypto gumbo this is scott we're talking about confirmation bias uh we we just got done talking about why why confirmation bias might be kind of good we got a little bit of an intro into what it is and you're just gonna have to listen to the show afterwards to, to to catch up but uh um now we're talking about why we would consider why we might consider uh certain confirmation biases bad all
1: right sorry scott
0: Oh no, worries. We we can pick <laughs> up right here where we left off, and uh, if
2: you have any questions, just jump on in. We'll get them answered. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll so we <laughs> Yeah. So where confirmation bias, um, where it causes problems, is like we said before, is it it reinforces your preconceived notions. Mm. So if you're wrong about something. But you're constantly overlooking any disconfirming evidence. You're going to reinforce that um, that incorrect notion or that incorrect co- conclusion that you've come to. You're
0: going to continue to be wrong with confidence. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's about exactly right. <laughs> um,
2: and and the problem is is you know information has a compounding effect. So if you as you learn one thing, that opens up new doors for you to learn something else, and then you can learn something else on top of that. Yeah, I think of it as like you know, if you're going to, I don't do martial arts, but you know, you got the different belts. So it, when you're first starting, you learn all the basic fundamental yeah, aspects of it. You and can't
0: then, like I, I'm in I I do I do karate, and I'm a, I'm an expert yellow belt. So okay, yeah, is that is yellow
2: belt? Is that high that, or low?
0: Well, that's way up there. That's number two. It's number two. I thought that's okay. the that, that's, that's the uh yeah, that's the I used to do well. I
1: used to do Wing Chun, but I like to call it Wang Chun.
0: Yo. So dumb. <laughs> I'm serious, I did
1: Sifu Wang used to beat me down. He's like a hundred twenty-five pound dude from Hong Kong. And I will you know I'm I'm almost six foot. i I got some meat on my bones and he would light me up.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so if you're not If if you've got a flaw in those fundamentals, then everything that gets built on top of it is going to be weaker. Yeah. So that's that's one reason why you need to make sure that those fundamentals are strong. But if we're operating in a world of confirmation bias, we may not take the time to question um, why we might be wrong on those fundamentals. Yeah. And building off of that too is, like we said, we want to be correct. We want to be accepted into the community. We want there to be consistency, um, consistency, <clears throat> excuse me. So we'll start to live our lives in echo chambers. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're a Trump fan, we'll live our, all of our news will come from Fox news. If we're, you know, anti-Trump, all of our news will come from CNN and MSNBC. And so we're only being exposed to the ideas that we already agree with. We're not yeah. being
0: exposed to anything, uh, on the other side of the aisle, so to speak. Yeah. Or even something, I mean, that's one of the, one of the things that I find so frustrating from my perspective is it's not binary, right? There's not, there's not Mm. the right side of the aisle and the left side of the aisle. It's not like, it's not like there's only two options, right? Almost anything, right? And you can, and, and two things can also be wrong, you know, like two, like two, like two things, like whatever the thing is that the Democrats are into and whatever the thing is that the Republicans are into, you know, it's not like one of those is automatically correct. You know, exactly. that, um, that happens a
1: lot in the, in the crypto sphere in the crypto world with cryptocurrencies, you got the maximalists and the yeah. cults and the, and the tribalism there too. And it's like, oh yeah, hey, man, I, I just want to make some money, but I do have my favorites. And then I get sucked into that echo chamber right. and I have yeah. to take my head out of the water and think, oh, what if I'm wrong? You know, like, yeah, what, right. what yeah. if this community doesn't know, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um a false dichotomy. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, the biggest. Or, or that's probably one of the major limiting factors in our discourse right now is just is this idea that there is no middle ground. Yeah. If you vote for Trump, you're a racist, you know. Yeah. Well or, or
1: a white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Or, yeah. you know, or if you uh you know um, I don't know if you and don't on the other get the end vaccine, of that- you're an anti-vaxer, and yeah. you yeah. want everyone to die. But there's a huge middle ground there that That's people can huge, fall yeah. into. Yeah.
1: There's a
0: huge middle ground, and then I, a lot I have of a things-
1: confession. I have a confession. I fell into that recently with all this, uh, with the with the COVID and the Delta variants and all this stuff, and I was so against these masks because I felt like the sheep were being uh, lied to, and the suppression was happening, and And then I felt myself disliking people who would wear the mask because I felt like they were too stupid to realize what's going on around them. And then I realized, wow, that's that's not a good way to be. If they want to wear a mask, fine. If they don't, good. But I did the same thing and I feel bad about that.
2: Yeah, well, but you did the right thing because you're aware of it um and only only because of
1: you just now thanks
2: oh <laughs> you're
1: so funny <laughs> yeah um I, I mean i'm joking but i'm being i'm being genuine you know yeah. like i was being judgmental and i shouldn't do that because i'm an adult and that's not a good place to be you know
2: right and um you know if you had gotten here on time you probably would have heard the beginning of the conversation where we talked about how we, i'm just kidding
0: I'm <laughs> keep going I'm keep going, <laughs> going. get after
2: him yeah. get after hey, him. excuse <laughs> me
0: for being tardy
1: gentlemen
2: yeah excuse you for having a life right yeah. okay. <laughs> um so um we have this need to be right and yeah. we and when we see someone who's not doing something that we dis when we see someone who's doing something we disagree with right we we naturally will judge them negatively um when i was out walking my dog this morning there was a woman i mean we're outside here in colorado nice wide open area and this woman as she got close to us she puts her mask on and i'm thinking like and and i did the same thing right the judgment hit me like how can you be so dumb this doesn't matter um but then you you know you you have to be aware of that bias and take a step back and say okay now I may know something that she doesn't or maybe she knows something that I don't I don't know yeah, um, true true and just accept that she's she's acting on the best information that she has and or she's maybe doing she could she just tell is best that you hadn't
0: her. showered and was trying to do her best <laughs> to just maybe not yeah smell I don't yeah or
2: maybe it's because I was walking around without pants I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, awesome. so, yeah, so, <laughs> it's yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, being aware that, and this is one of the, one of the good ways to get around confirmation bias is, don't just assume that the other person who's talking to you has some sort of malice or that they're stupid, stop and ask yourself, say, does this person know something I don't, maybe they know more about this than I do, and they can educate me. Because um, you're not always the one who has the most information. And even if you both have the exact same amount of information, you can interpret that information differently. Yeah. And that's, that's another yeah. area where confirmation bias comes in is it's not just the information we collect, but how we interpret the information we're seeing. So we, we can both look at the exact same set of data and you'll interpret it one way and I'll interpret it a completely different way. And then yeah. we'll argue about the interpretation.
1: Mm. Yeah. I've gotten into so many arguments and, and disagreements and disputes and debates about uh, what's happening in the world right now, mm-hmm. the, the black swan. And uh, I, I just, I had to step away from it and try to use unchecked Liberty as my way to express myself because there's no winning R- right or wrong. Um, everybody's going to carry their own.
0: Well, that's what, that's kind of what we're trying to trying to figure out here is like, how do we? How do we? I mean, we're we're dissecting this concept of of you know confirmation bias and and uh, you know just people's people's inability to consider other options, um, and how that how that has led to a point where we are as a as a as a culture as a nation we're talking about the United States and 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 frankly the rest of the world is 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 right there with us too with, with regard to this is we're just talking past each other. Nobody's listening to other people's opinions when it comes to, um, this, this pandemic or the, you know, pandemic or whatever you want to call it, the coronavirus COVID-19. Um, and, and then the responses, you know, to that, I mean, a great example is, is, you know, here, you know, Joe Rogan, right. We all know Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan had, had, had COVID-19 basically over the course of a weekend because of all of these unorthodox treatments that he, that he went after. And, you know, obviously, he probably has an income stream that is much larger than all three of ours combined. Probably. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I like he like was nonchalant about it. Hey, I have
1: this. Ember, yeah. So he has <laughs> so he
0: has access to a lot of things that maybe average Joe doesn't. So Joe Rogan himself can, can try all this extra stuff and get these IV drips with the, with the, you know, vitamin supplements that are, you know, heightened and, and this, you know, ivermectin or whatever, whatever, how do you ever, however you pronounce that. And you know what, it worked for him. And instead of the rest of the world going, man, that's good. Maybe we should, you know, consider something we've, we've now seen that nonstop mainstream media, you know, degrading him and, and then, and then like questioning his methods instead of going like, Hey, this dude got over it in a three day weekend, man. You know, how does that, how does that happen? You know, and learn yeah, you, from it. We we were still too busy talking past each other here. Right, you
2: know? right. You would think people would be sending them emails and calling them saying, Hey, yeah. you know, give me your yeah. your treatment plan there. Yeah. Um there was nothing in there that I recall that was especially expensive. Well, um, I don't I mean, I mean yeah, I never I,
0: I don't have access to an IV you know, I can't just get an IV drip full of vitamin C and all this other stuff. I mean, maybe I can, I guess I haven't done the research to see if it's possible. Skid, but go down
1: to skid row, man. You're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a
0: different kind of IV, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, Hey, look, I believe Joe Rogan. I believe him. I think that he's right. And I think that those, I'm sorry, going on a tangent, those drugs that he took or the supplements or whatever, that those are the things that are going to, uh, those are the miracle drugs. Those are the ones that are going to help you, not the pharmaceutical uh, industry, you know, that's what, but of course he was slaughtered. but yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's that's confirmation bias right there. Yeah. Is well, if, you're, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're in the camp that the vaccines are the only way out of this, then you're going to love it when you see CNN running headlines that Joe Rogan was taken horse dewormer. Yeah. Um, even though that, you know, three seconds of research on the internet would tell you that ivermectin is one of the most prescribed medications for humans in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What, like 2015, the inventors of it won the Nobel prize for the profound uh, positive impact that it's had with, you know, with treating river blindness and elephantitis and other parasitic infections. Yeah. So, but that confirmation bias, right. You're going to love that, you know. Joe yeah. Rogan's taking horse dewormer and you're yeah. just going to latch onto that and you're yeah. not going to take the time to even look into it.
0: Yeah. And that's it. Right. Instead of taking the time to maybe learn something new, maybe learn something that that goes against your, 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 uh, your worldview. Um, and maybe adopting, you know, adapting your worldview to this new information. Right. They're just not willing people are just not willing to do it. And, and, you know, it's not just, it's not just the, you know, it's not just the, the vaccine mandate team that does that, right? We all tend to do that, which is why like, I think we're like having this said. conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you but know, hey,
1: was it, was Scott? Was that wrong?
2: What's what's that?
1: What I just because I went on my little tangent about Joe Rogan and oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think the idea is is really just to kind of like hopefully hopefully the two or three people that listen to this episode will will. Take it upon themselves to be kind of inwardly critical with how they process information and 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 maintain a questioning attitude about everything, right? And like, and that's I think how we learn and grow. But I don't think that I don't think we're there as a as a society. You know, I I think we've, and I don't know if we can come back from where we are as a society, frankly. Um, And maybe I'm a little pessimistic, but I mean, I'm, I think I'm realistic. I see what's going on around us, and I know human nature enough to know that. It's, it's a, it's a dark place right now, at least, yeah. at least, at least intellectually, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's certainly not going to fix itself
2: overnight. Um, if we do come back from it, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think people that they're, I think they're just, they're part of an in-group and they're afraid to get mm. kicked out of that group. I think it's the same thing with the cancel culture people, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to be kicked off of social media and taken out of everyday life. Um, so they will just start to adopt the attitude of the mob, essentially, yeah. so they don't get uh, ostracized. And, it, and it's just easier to do that than it is to stand up on your principles yeah. or stand up for your principles. Um, I forget where I heard it, but didn't somebody say that um, believing in liberty is like the most is the loneliest thing or something? Yeah, because, you, I know, don't know. you don't Yeah, you don't have people you know you're not part of the mob you're standing yeah. up on your
0: own when you uh, when you embrace liberty and individualism and individual rights and and uh you know you it is it's kind of like a okay this there it's it's not selfish but it's just me you know right <laughs> and 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 it's not just me and it's not just you like there is a team of us out there that that, that believe these sorts of things you know and mm-hmm. and uh, we have our own tribe but we because we're individuals, there's very few things, you know. I, I love them or hate them, and I go back and forth, but like the Libertarian Party is a great example of this, right? Like, um, they those people don't get along for anything. You know, no, they're they're all libertarians, right? But because they're so independent, they don't get it, they don't agree on almost anything, you know. No. And, and anarchists are the same way, right? Like voluntarists and anarchists, you know, and small L libertarians were all the same way. Because we're so darn independent and individual, we don't agree on anything. Even though that's our tribe, you know. (laughs) These are our people. Q Q, Q has always
1: corrected me because of my preconceived notions about uh, certain things. Because he's further along on his journey than I am, and a lot of uh, some of the liberty topics. Uh, So, thanks, man. Thanks for correcting me.
0: Why do you got to bring that (laughs) up? (laughs) <laughs> why is that <laughs> i don't know because i was
1: late and i'm messing
0: this up <laughs> <laughs> so we so i think right now what we're looking at what i find uh amazing about this whole thing is we, we've got we've got like two basic groups right if you lump everything i'm not talking about just the coronavirus stuff right like like and these groups have switched sides back and forth uh over the past you know 10 to 12 years, right? Depending on whose team is perceived to be in 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 control. You have those that support government action and those who are skeptical of government action, right? You have those of us out here who are always skeptical of government action no matter what, right? But then but for the majority of the population, um, you know, when Trump was in the White House, you had all of these MAGA type people who were like, go usa and they were like super proud of the government and what they're doing and and now that it's a joe biden thing you've got you know these guys now now the now the trump people are skeptical of the government not understanding that okay maybe maybe we need to be skeptical of the government all the time right but like um and then and then on the other on the other shoe like when trump was in the white house you had you know these antifa types and these left-leaning groups that were super uh you know, against the government is skeptical. And now they seem to be back in their, 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 their boy in the white house, Biden. And they're just like, yes, you know, let's go, let's make these mandates and let's, you know, just, uh, you know, fire people who don't, who don't, you know, take the shot, you know, and all that other stuff. Right. So it seems to be weird that (laughs) to me, that to me that like, it kind of goes back to, it's not always based on principles. It's always based on ideals. It's based on your, your, your team. Who's, who's, who's winning at the moment. Right. You know, right, where yeah. Just look, yeah. look at how many
2: people said that they would never get a vaccine that came out of Trump's program, and now they're turning around yeah, telling us all we have. And these to get are vaccines. Trump's vaccines,
0: right? These, are <laughs> exactly. Trump's, these were developed under his presidency, right? And and, right. and they just you know these are so so congratulations for taking the Trump vaccine. Hey, yeah, hey, that's, you know, right.
1: that's, that's spooky, man. Because he, he had this huge mob, and then he goes away, and then everybody's taking his vaccine. And I don't know. It's there. You go.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. It, it's, and, and they do it so unapologetically, yeah. and it almost like
0: if you, if you try to point it out, then they talk to you like you're the crazy one. Yeah, dude. And they're so empowered, you know, they're yeah. just so empowered by that. Like they just, they're, and I've never seen, that eh, never is not the right word. It's, it's unfortunate to see so many people who are so aggressive towards each other based off of these things, you know? Um, yeah. So what can we do? What do we do about this? What is there? What is there? What what can we do? Well, how do we reach these people and get people? What I'm trying to say is like you and I and and gumbo are all like, you know, and, and probably several people listen to the show, like the three or four, but we already have this, you know, we already want to kind of question things and we're willing to be wrong because we're on, we're on this journey to find truth right to what to what's mm-hmm. right and uh you know there's a lot of there's a lot of wrong thing you know you're going to learn a lot of wrong stuff on your way to 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 what's right does that make sense i don't know if i make that right no no i, you, I think i know what you mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no
2: i think you're spot on yeah um so I mean, i'm talking think... about
0: the people that 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 we that how do we reach the masses is what i'm trying to say <laughs> the, with this message I, I
2: would say good luck on that um yeah it's someone who doesn't want to someone who's not open to being convinced or having their mind changed. I think they're they're You're just fighting an uphill battle trying to well, get you them can, to we can, we waterboard them. <laughs> I mean, we could try it.
0: So we, yeah, we're going to waterboard you until you admit that you might not know everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So. Um, I mean, I think you nailed the, the bifurcation in society pretty well. What I'm seeing, especially with the COVID issue, is that you've got one group that trusts the government and you've Mm -hmm. got another group that is very skeptical of the government.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And obviously we're, we're on the skeptical side and the the folks who are on the trust, the government side are the ones who are, um, supporting vaccine mandates and forced vaccinations and, and, and all of that that. stuff. Yeah. And understand that it's going to be really hard to convince somebody once they're already entrenched in that particular mode of thinking to change and you'll have to, to do it, you'll have to do it gradually. I mean, you're not going to do it by presenting them a bunch of facts and, and logic and research studies. Uh, um, You're mostly, I think, going to have to do it by showing them the real world impact of what's going on. Um, Whenever I hear people, you know, sort of having that, you know what is it the blue pill moment or red pill moment i don't yeah whichever pill it is i can never tr- keep track of them um it seems like it's they're seeing some somebody profoundly affected by some policy and yeah. that makes them stop and say hey wait a minute mm-hmm. maybe this isn't the right thing
0: when it gets close to home right yeah right when it, yeah. You know, yeah yeah
2: yeah um, when when they see that somebody, you know, they take the vaccine and they end up in the hospital, you know, the, then that might be sort of a, a, a waking up moment where they'll say, well, man, maybe these vaccines aren't as safe as everybody's telling me they are. And then yeah. they might start to question some other things. But if you come at them full force, trying to show them all the data that's in the VARES database and of all the uh, um, adverse reactions that have been been seen. Uh, by people taking the vaccines, they're probably just going to get very resistant to you, and then yeah. they'll start accusing you of being a conspiracy
0: theory theorist, they'll, and they'll put up the wall, dig in right? their heels, and start fighting back. Yeah, right. Right.
2: And um, I don't know if you guys listen to Scott Horton at all. Um, I do. I think, He's
0: one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think I think every libertarian on the planet listens to Scott Horton, um, but where he he talks about attacking the left from the left and the right mm-hmm. from the right, I think you have to do that. Um, so for the folks who trust the government, you know, acknowledge that they trust the government, but just try to show them ways that um, we can atti- we can achieve the same goal, but doing it through a different method. Yeah. And so, I think one thing that I think is funny is I hear people talk about. Uh, how bad the government is and how inefficient and incompetent they are. And yet they will turn around and worship at the feet of Dr. Fauci and do everything he says for and just, real. Man. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, just a second ago, you said you didn't trust the government. I, I want to know
1: where that guy gets his orders from.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I, he seems to just be making it up as he goes. I don't know. But... And
1: I, I would rather that than <laughs> some dark figure behind the bell, you know, just,
0: right (laughs) Uh, you don't want to know man yeah you don't want to know
1: some nameless uh elite behind the power structure here tell them flip flip this around
2: yep it's that's almost what it seems like and almost it seems like that person behind the power structure that's controlling them is just having a little fun with them like you know today say masks don't work now tomorrow haha go say masks work and let's see everybody freak out that's interesting Uh, Yeah. Um, So I think one thing I think we can really do though, is just be aware of confirmation bias in ourselves. Yeah. And, and if we can try to overcome it, then I think we'll just, we'll increase our own discourse. Then I'm, I would hope that other people would start to see that and want to do the same thing. Obviously not everyone's going to, um, but if we work on ourselves first, uh, I think that can have a profound impact. Um, So understand when you're making an when you're forming an opinion based on your tribe Um, yeah ask yourself you know do i believe this because i really believe it or do i believe this because um you know cnn told me to believe it yeah um and and be open to new information
0: dude that's such a mind-blowing experience Though when you finally when you finally i don't want to when you finally realize that perhaps a lot of what you not everything but a lot of what you know is complete baloney. Yeah. You know? When you when you and then it's like I don't know very many people who are ready for that experience. I know when when it happened to me, um, I don't think I was ready for it, frankly, because I kind of freaked a little bit. I didn't know what to do. It's, but, it's kind of like birth, man. You had to go yeah. through it. You yeah. And then you just kind of like you just kind of take, you know, five or six or twelve deep breaths and you go, okay, what now? You know, <laughs> right. And uh and and lo and behold, this is this is why I, why why I find myself now as a as a as a Christian anarchist, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, yeah. interesting um, man. But I, I you know I, I want to encourage people to have that moment because it's and I and I and I want to find a way to you know reach people to help them have that moment and kind of coach them through the process. And not because I want them to see things the way I see them, because I believe, I believe in independence, right? You're going to see things your own way. But like, um, I think, I think the more of us who trust liberty and trust, uh, non, a nonviolent approach to solving problems, you know, um, we just were going to we're going to you know see that idea spread. And so how do we reach those people to help? Because it doesn't matter if you're on, you know, I would have noticed with these with these people who are hardcore into the the, the vaccine mandates, it's a mandate, right? Mandate. How do you mm-hmm. enforce a mandate with a gun? You enforce <laughs> it with a gun, right? And then these people who are anti-vax, like hardcore anti-vax. Well, how do you how do you enforce that? Well, you know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of violence in there too, right? Like to me, it's like just like, how do we get people to realize that people have to make their own decisions with their own their informed consent, basically, you know, and I don't right. know, we had a, we had an episode about that recently. So, but, uh, Oh yeah. I'll have to go yeah. back and check that yeah. out.
2: Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. And it's, that's and-
0: just one topic, right? I'm talking about, you know, philo- philosophically, like the greater everything, right. Not just that one topic, but like everything, how do we get to the point where we can, I, you know, and like you said, I don't know, if I don't know if we can but we should encourage people to have that aha. Like Gumbo said, that, that birthing moment coming coming through the birth canal, you know? Hey, (laughs) look, I'm still
1: going through a lot of things because (laughs) there's some things I can't accept and I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm gnawing on it. I'm, but I, so I know enough truth. So I think to get me through, but there's still hard spots. There's a lot of friction in certain areas that I'm, I'm still working through. And it's it's a journey it's a journey yeah.
2: yeah and we were talking about it back at the beginning but that's okay um because mm-hmm. we can't we can't question everything even though we like to say question everything we we don't have the time and resources and the energy to question everything that we hear so we do have to have heuristics where we'll default to just accepting what some people say just because they've proven to us over time that they're trustworthy yeah and that if they get it wrong they'll be willing to admit that they made a mistake and they'll you know pass that information along um, and i think what's important in those cases is to be able to say well you know i heard ron paul say this so i'm gonna i'm going to have this opinion based on what ron paul told me but I understand that I'm just getting that from someone else, so that I have to be open to the possibility of of being wrong, or there being another opinion out there that's equally valid. And I think that you know, if you re- arrive to a conclusion that way, and you're open, and you're open to the the possibility that you're not right and that you're wrong, I think you've arrived to that conclusion honestly. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, all we need to ask for is that just it 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 doesn't matter so much what conclusion you come to it's the thought process you follow to get there and if it's an honest thought process i don't really think that anybody could you know really be harshly criticized for their opinions
0: i'm going to criticize people for that. their i'm going to criticize people for their opinions anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm I mean, yeah.
2: I do too. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sit here all high and mighty talking yeah. about all this stuff, but no, I I default down to uh, judging people too. Yeah. Um. But it, it, like I said, I think it, for it, for me, it's just been awareness mostly more than anything. It's just being aware that admit that I don't know something, and I mean. That that was probably the hardest part for me is to get to that point where I can admit that maybe I'm wrong, and um, you know, just start asking yourself if you know this person that I disagree with. Maybe they know something I don't, and the only way you're going to find that out is if you talk to them and ask questions. Interesting.
1: That's my favorite uh, reply to my wife. I don't know (laughs) because I don't. Does that work (laughs) for
0: you? Does how does that work out for you? What does she do? I I just say I don't know and move on
1: just cut it off, sever, sever the tether and just.
0: (laughs) That would drive my wife nuts, dude. I don't know. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to have all the answers. There's some things I shouldn't know. Okay. Yeah. So what do we, what do we, what do you want to talk about now, man? I mean, I think we kind of went down this road um, through, through all of this confirmation bias and and we talked a little bit about cognitive dissonance and, and you know, what, what are we able to do to try and, you know, help people, you know, wake up a little bit. Um, What else is there to talk about on this topic? Um, One
2: is, I really like this concept of probabilistic thinking. So we we talked earlier about the false dichotomies where it, it, it either is or it isn't, or, you know, it's either A or B, but you have to understand that there's a big middle ground. So when you are thinking about a conclusion, don't think of it as being, hundred percent certain ask yourself where what's the probability that this is correct yeah um so if we're talking about um masks don't ask yourself do masks work or don't they work ask yourself well what's the probability that they work or maybe they work but their effectiveness is you know not a hundred they're not a hundred percent effective but maybe they're not zero percent effective either yeah You know, maybe they're twenty percent effective or you know maybe there's a uh, only a 10% probability that I'm going to catch the virus. If I go outside without a mask, right. Start thinking in that gray area. Mm -hmm. And I think that will, I think that softens people up and makes them very open to hearing other opinions. Um, so the discussion isn't, masks work. No, they don't. I hate you. You're stupid. You're a conspiracy theorist. It it, it can, it, it, the conversation can take a different tone to, well, I saw this study and it said masks were 20% effective. And I saw this other study, you know, and they said it was 40% effective that you're, you're kind of agreeing there that there is some effectiveness. Then the debate yeah. just comes over whether, whether the effectiveness is high enough to warrant forcing people to wear them. And then also understand too that there's trade-offs to all your decisions and i think this is a big thing that people miss every choice we make has a trade-off the economists will call it opportunity costs but it's what we're giving up in order to take some course of action or make certain choice Um, so in the case of masks i was reading about this not too long ago but um there was some doctors talking about how masks will they increase your CO2 levels in your blood. Mm -hmm. They increase your anxiety, can cause headaches. Um, They trigger the fight or flight response. And uh, I think there was a few other things like tooth decay or something is a result of wearing the masks. So, so the question shouldn't 100% be do masks work or don't they work? It's do masks work? How well do they work? and is that worth the trade off
0: yeah and uh, yeah like at what yeah. cost kind of thing
2: yeah right right yeah. And, and it's just a matter of being able to effectively judge the risks and the or the costs and the benefits of a choice right. yep but like we said before we get we we get so cemented into this idea that there's only one right answer and it's our our answer is the one right answer and we're going to argue with everyone else but um my
0: answer is the right answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like are we changing that? Is that is that new now? Or are we not doing that anymore? Now <laughs> I'm okay with that. We'll just uh Q- QA not the Amish. That's all the answers. The Amish. Dude, those guys have it figured out, man. I I I agree. I would I I tell you what. Oh yeah, you brought up the Amish. I don't know. I they would they they won't take me. I'm sure, but I sure wouldn't mind hanging out with them. That's a, that's a fact.
2: You ever get the yeah. feeling that if they were to just see everything that we're how much we're freaking out over this virus, they'd probably like going like e, people are finally lost it.
0: Yeah, yeah. After right. after all the inoculated
1: I, turn on each other and kill off the unbacked all the Amish are going to be like The, the Amish hey, will inherit the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah by not having tvs they've probably done more to protect themselves from the virus than anybody else
0: yeah they've got it figured out man i, I need to, i need i need to figure that out but in california right yeah you know? yeah yeah i like it dude um and then you're right about the probabilistic thinking uh you know i've 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 tried to adopt that over the years too i don't know if i called it that but i've always you know i've kind of looked at it like recently, you know, over the course of the last few years, of course, uh, is like, uh, kind of at what cost, what's the, what's the overall impact? What are the chances that this person is partially correct or this issue is partially correct or, you know, and, and it really is, it came down, uh, when I, when I started thinking about, well, I, the listeners know this already, but, um, you know, I used to be a Republican, right. And, and when Donald Trump was nominated, uh, to be the, uh, to be the Republican candidate in 2016. Um, I realized that, that I couldn't hang out anymore. I couldn't do this with with the Republican party anymore. So, so I started that, I started questioning a lot of things. Right. And then I realized, and I started going, you know, it's not always, it's not always yes or no. It's not always right or wrong. It's not always binary. You know, there's, there are always other, there are generally other options, you know, either different shades, like you were talking about the shades of gray in between these issues are completely, you know, outside of this discussion you know both mm-hmm. both parties or both people or both you know uh, options in this particular uh, issue are wrong and so the answer at least for me was somewhere outside of it so yeah having that probabilistic thought process i never considered i never called it that but that's uh, that's actually really good i think more people need to adopt that so it's good
2: yeah I, it can get you out of a lot of hairy situations mm-hmm. if you just understand that um not everything is, is a dichotomy or a binary choice.
0: Yeah. But it's like, it's like boxing, right? Like it only works if the other guy you're boxing is also going to be boxing, right? If you're trying, <laughs> right. if you're trying to box and he brings a baseball bat, it's, it just doesn't work. Right. So like, if you're going to have that conversation where, and then, and this goes back to what you're saying, you can't reach everybody, right? Some people are unwilling to be reached, you know? So if you're going to have that, that probabilistic discussion, with somebody they have to be willing to have that probabilistic discussion with you as well yeah. right and and you know it's just you know otherwise you're boxing a guy with a baseball bat you exactly know? you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that works is that a good analogy that's just that you know it, it makes sense no, that's yeah. a, that's a like- good one <laughs> yeah 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 all right I, so iron mike and his heyday Take that dude with the bat out. I'm he would, saying. dude. I you know, but not everybody's Mike Tyson, right? Not everybody's Mike Tyson. There's only one of those guys. What did he say? Everybody's got a plan till like, they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You yep. know, yeah. I like that one. That's that's good. I said that in a brief at work one day. That didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 The wisdom of Mike Tyson. Yeah.
0: That's that. That's that good stuff. Well, I think I think we're I think uh Scott, I think we're good here. What do you think, man? Yeah, it no, was a great no, conversation. No, no way, man!
1: You guys owe me like twenty more minutes.
0: No, dude, you owe me twenty <laughs> more minutes. Yeah, but uh, Scott, go ahead and plug everything you got again. I want to make sure the listeners know where to find you, um, and and know all about you. I got your bio, and I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes so that so that everybody can 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 reach your your websites and whatnot too. But go ahead and. Go ahead and plug everything you got going on.
2: Yeah. So I've got a blog called strengthandreason.com or strengthandreason. You can reach, get there at strengthandreason.com. And I blog about a lot of basically what we just talked about tonight, uh, confirmation or uh, cognitive biases, logical fallacies, Mm -hmm. mental models. And then I also co-host a podcast called Mentally Unscripted where we actually talk about exactly what we talked about tonight, mm-hmm. where we try to take uh, issues that are going on in the world and just start looking at them with a more critical eye. And the whole goal uh, is to just get people to think more clearly and start having better conversations with each other. And you can catch that on your, uh, your favorite podcast app of choice or go to
0: mentallyunscripted.com. I like it. Thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and end the recording. Hang out for a second. Sure.